0: I'm going to Joshua chapter four today, verse 19. Today I'm talking about God, turn it around. God, turn this thing around. Joshua chapter four, verse 19 says that the people came up from the Jordan on the 10th day of the first month. And they camped in Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And those 12 stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up in Gilgal, then he spoke to the children of Israel, saying, When your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What are these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you, before you until you had crossed over as the Lord your God did so To the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed over, that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. The word said that these 12 stones that they took from the Jordan, that they set them up in Gilgal. When you look at the word Gilgal, the word means a wheel, a turning around, a rolling. I want to talk to you this morning about God turn it around. Anyone in the house this morning that may be feeling that need, where you you need God to turn something around in your life. Anybody in the house where you need God, where you know, God, if you don't do it, it's not going to get done. You need a supernatural turnaround. That's what I'm preaching about this morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I come before you this morning, and I'm so thankful, oh God, for your presence and for your glory. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that right now, Lord, that our eyes Eyes would be focused on you, that our ears would be in tune with your voice, Lord, and may this word come forth this morning and take root into the hearts and lives of your people, and we will give you all the honor and all of the glory and all of the praise. And the church said, Amen this morning. Amen and amen. Aren't you so thankful for divine turnarounds, supernatural turnarounds, those moments. Uh, where where God steps in and moves. I don't know about you, but I've been in some seasons. Have you ever been in a place where you were desperate for God to move? You were desperate for a turnaround and you needed the hand of God to intervene on your behalf. You needed God to breathe on the moment. It was like one of those moments where, Lord, if you don't move, if you don't shake something, if you don't move right now, I don't know if I'm going to make it moments. It was a moment that you cannot turn around. But isn't it great to know that whenever we cannot, our God can this morning, amen? Our God can do it. The children of Israel had been following the Ark of the Covenant, and it was a symbol of the presence of God. And as they were following the Ark, following the presence of God, they were pursuing his presence. And during those moments when they were following the Ark, they witnessed some just miraculous things, miracles where you look at it and you know God did it. Isn't it good to know that the same is for us today, that miracles happen in the presence of the Lord. And whenever we are following his presence, it opens up an atmosphere for God to do something. God's presence shows up when we begin to praise and when we begin to worship. Yes, we praise him just because of who he is. We praise him because he is the Lord. We praise him because of his ability to make a way out of no way but we also praise him because there are some things that we cannot do on our own and we cannot do it on our own and they cannot be achieved until his presence comes into our life amen and we get his presence into our lives by worship israel was following the ark they're following his glory and they come to the jordan river and it's important to understand that at that moment that the jordan was actually at flood stage. The word says that the water had moved beyond the banks of the river. Uh, some people, uh, when you were studying it, said that it was actually miles beyond the actual uh, the banks of the river, uh, and and a miracle happened. A miracle occurred as they stepped down into the. Uh, banks of the river that day, and as soon as they stepped down, it was dry ground. I want you to understand uh, that this was not just Joshua and a couple of friends, but this was an entire nation. Can you imagine driving across one of the rivers here, and you look over out your window, and it, and, and the river has stopped, and the river has separated, and and there are millions of people that are literally marching across. The water. It would be something that we had never seen. It would be a miracle. This was not just uh, Joseph and his friends, uh, Joshua and his friends, but it was actually thousands upon thousands, millions of people. It was an entire nation was able to get across an obstacle that was standing between them and their promise. I said an entire nation was able to get across uh, this, this obstacle that was standing standing. between them and their promise, all because they were following the ark, all because they were pursuing the spirit, not to be a downer this morning, but there will always be an obstacle between you and your promise. There will always be something standing between you and that vision God gave you. There will always be something uh, trying to stop that word that God gave you. But if you pursue the presence of the Lord, God will bring a miracle and Turn it around this morning. Aren't you glad for that promise today? (laughs) Joshua chapter four, verse five says, and Joshua said to them, cross over before the ark of the Lord your God. So the ark, the presence is going before them into the midst of the Jordan. And each one... Each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel this that this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come saying what do these stones mean to you then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord and when he crossed over the Jordan the waters of the Jordan were cut off and these stones shall be a memorial to the children of Israel forever. The text said, whenever the children, whenever the next generation looks at these things and they say, what do these stones mean to you? These stones represented their testimony. These stones represented what God had done for them. Is there anybody in the house this morning, you have a testimony of what God has done? You've got a testimony. You've been tested and you survived it. You've got a story that proves he has seen you through. You have a story of your faults, but it ends in God's goodnesses. Amen. You have a story when you were weak, but it ends where God was strong for. You've got a story that may be dark and obsolete until his light came into your life and it changed your path. We have a testimony and the Bible says that these are their testimony. These stones are like a memorial to the children of Israel forever. It's to mark the spot where the miracle happened. If you look at the word memorial, it comes from a word zakar. It means to mark. It means to be mindful of. It means to remember and to mention. When God does something for you, you need to take a moment and make a memorial. You need to mark it. You need to be mindful of it. And you need to mention it to those around you. Amen. You need to tell somebody, look what the Lord has done for me. Look how he saved me. Look what he's done for my house. Look what he's done for my people. Look what he's done for my church. Whenever God does something, you need to mark it, be mindful of it, and mention it to those around you. I like what the nation did when they got to the other side of the river, when they got to the other side of the obstacle. They did not make plans for what is next first. They didn't get their weapons ready. But the first thing that they did was stop right there and remember a key to get where you are going is to remember what God has actually brought you from. I said a key to get where you are going is to actually remember where God has brought you from. Amen. When you are in a struggle, Satan will do everything he can to get you to forget what God has done. Satan wants you to lose your mind. Anybody ever lost your mind before? Some of you are lying. I've seen you. You lost your mind. You know what happens when you lose your mind? You cannot cannot remember anything that God has done. You can't remember where you're going. When you lose your mind, all you can see is the mess you are in the moment. You lose sight of everything. When you are in a struggle, Satan wants you to forget what God has done for you. He wants you to lose your mind. Because when you lose your mind, you can only see where you are. And guess what? Sometimes you cannot get to your next place because you've not thanked him for the place you are in right now. Sometimes we'll never see our next because there's no gratitude for what he's doing for you in the now. Who can agree with me this morning that we've come this far simply by the goodness of God. We've come this far because our God is great. Amen. God told them to immediately get the stones and build a memorial. God knew what was before them. He knew they were going to face more obstacles. He knew there was great dangers that were waiting on them. Some now that looking back and we know the story, we can list the dangers that were before them that they did not know. Some of us would say maybe some of the greatest dangers that they would face would be driving out the seven nations from their land. Some may would say, A danger they would face would be the lack of productivity and success or maybe even the worship of false idols. But God knew that those were some big dangers, but those were not the biggest danger that they would face. God knew that their biggest threat would be forgetting how good he had been to them. It's dangerous to forget who God is. I said it's dangerous when your nation forgets who God is it is dangerous and he knew everything they were going through but he knew that their biggest danger or threat would be when they stop forgetting what he has done god knew their greatest danger was the simple act of forgetting god knew that if his people would remember him nothing would overcome them he knew that if they would just remember what he had done that no weapon would be able to prosper against them he knew knew that if they would just remember him, that they could survive any condition. Why? Because he is their Jaira. He knew that if they would just remember him, that false idols and false worship would have no place in their in their tribe. See, it's important to understand that your breakthrough may be waiting on you to remember what God has already done instead of you concentrating on what you're waiting for him to do. Satan doesn't want you to remember God. Satan is afraid that you will remember him. Satan is afraid that you'll start recollecting everything that he's done. You've got to understand that the biggest problem that we have as a nation is not who's going to win the election this week. You need to vote. You should vote. If you're you're able to vote and you don't vote, I hope you feel guilty right now. You need to get out and vote. It's very important. But as big as it is, that's not our biggest problem. The biggest problem is not the economy. The biggest problem is not inflation. The biggest problem is not gas prices. It's not our past. It's not any problem of this nation. The greatest danger that is before us is when a nation forgets who God is. But the moment that we remember God is the same moment that things start to shift for us. The very moment that we say, no, 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 no. I believe in God. I know he's here. Guess what? That's the moment that things start turning around. It's, the, it's, it's That is the exact moment when God releases angels in heaven and says, go work it out for them. When you remember who he is, that's when things start to shift for you. I want you to tell your neighbor this morning, you just, you just need to remember, say, just remember, just remember, just remember who he is. You need to remember where you came from. Amen. You need to remember how, how he's blessed you. You need to remember how he's provided for you day in and day out. You need you need you need a reminder. You need to remember how he made a way where there was no way. You need to remember his faithfulness. You need to remember his promise. You need to remember when he saved you. You need to remember when he spoke to you. You need to remember how he filled you. You need to remember when he touched your life forever. You need to remember when he saved you. You need to remember that he loves you. You need to remember that he comforts you. You need to remember how God good he is because there's power in remembering him. Communion, we do communion. The words he said, do this in remembrance of me. After I'm gone, keep doing this. Why? Because it brings back to memory that I shed my blood for you. And if you can ever, if you can ever get that in front of you every day, then guess what? God sent his son and he shed his blood for me. And there's still power in that blood today. If you can ever get that, it will change you. Will scare Satan whenever you get up in the morning and say, The blood still has the power today. I declare it. I remember it. I, I'm doing this today. Do this and be reminded that my blood was shed for you. He said, David says in Psalm 63, he said, I will remember you in the night. The night is the dark season. In the darkest season, they said, I will remember I will recollect, I will recount your goodness. He said, because you have seen my help, therefore in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. Did you get that? One... uh, The first verse, it was dark, and he remembered God. And the next verse, he's rejoicing. It was dark, he remembered God, then he started rejoicing. Why is he rejoicing? He's rejoicing because he said, because you have been my help. In that moment, he remembered how good God had been to him. And he remembered, you've been my help, you are my help, and you will be my help. You were my help yesterday, you are my help right now, and you will continue to be my help in the future you need to remember how good he is in the darkest seasons of life the word says that they took those 12 stones in the bible 12 is a number of power it's a number of authority it's a number of government there were 12 tribes 12 disciples 12 gates. Jesus spoke at the age of 12 in the temple. He's starting to exercise his authority. Solomon appointed 12 governors over Israel. Ezra set apart 12 priests. It's a number of authority and government. And the truth is that God wants to govern some things in your life, but you've got to remember who He is. He wants to govern you. He wants to lead you. Not not, 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 not micromanage. He wants to lead you. The problem is in our day and our time, we have more faith in earthly government than we do the government of the kingdom. Your president may be a Democrat or Republican. There will be Democrats and Republicans that win this week, but you've got to remember that your king is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. You've got to remember it. Get this, people who forget God they are living without a governor. What does that mean? What does that look like? People, they don't like, they don't like boundaries. Anybody know anybody that don't have boundaries? Don't those people get on your nerves? Can you imagine what they do to the Lord's nerves sometimes? That means that they treat people however, however they want to treat them. They say whatever comes to their mind. They will, they will post whatever they want to. They will live whatever lifestyle they feel like living on that day and time. They will, they will have a whatever attitude they want. Those that have forgotten God are not they, they, they're not living with a governor over them. And they're, they're, they're those kind of people where just anything goes, anything goes. They have no fill. Filter. They don't want any, they don't want anybody to give them any advice. They don't like authoritative figures. They get offended easily. And when you forget God, you are living with no governor in your life. They took the stones and they made a memorial in the middle of the river because, or before it closed up. And they made a memorial in the middle of the and they made a memorial on the other side. Can you imagine a million people trying to get across the Ustanala River? Can you imagine how long it would take? Some of you, it takes you an hour just to get out of your house on a Sunday morning. Can I get an amen? Amen. An entire nation Young, old, children, babies, everything, animals, walking across a river. And he said, as you're in the river, as you are in the miracle, don't just stay there. He said, but I want you to pick up some stones. He said, I want you to work through your miracle." Some of us, whenever we see a miracle, if we were walking through that river, we would want to stop. We'd want a selfie. We'd want the waves in the background. We'd want to tag some people. We'd do a hashtag. We'd want to make an emoji out of it. I'm here, you're not. God's favor, ha ha. We'd be doing all these things. But he said as you're in the miracle, don't just stop, but work your way through the miracle. He said, and I want an altar in the middle of the river and I want a memorial and I want a memorial on the other side of the banks. Why? Because they needed to remember God has not only brought me through it, but he also brought me out of it. And how many of you are so glad that God is not a God that stops in the middle of things, but he will bring you through it, and he will bring you out of it this morning. They are in a place called Gilgal. Ben, help me out. And they are looking at their promise, the promise land. They, their eye is on it. They've been through some rough stuff. They are in Gilgal. And remember, the word Gilgal means a wheel, movement, turning. I'm certain that many people were like, let's just camp out here. We've had a season that's been rough. It's been tough. Let's just take a moment and camp out here. Let's just take a break and rest in the middle of victory. Let's just stay here. It's been so good to have a victory. Let's just stay here in the moment. But what God God brought them to Gilgal. He brought them to a place of turning, of moving the place of turning. He had them there for a purpose. God wanted them to remember it, but he did not want them to stay where they were. God don't part rivers for you to stay where you are. God parts rivers for you to advance. God doesn't work miracles in your life for you to stay where you are. He works miracles for you to advance his kingdom. God doesn't save you so you will stay where you are, but he saves you so you will advance into greater things. Amen. God doesn't do that. God, he, he, he doesn't just work those things for you to stay the same, but he moves mountains and he parts waters for you to advance. Because if they were, if, if they would have stayed where they were, if they were to have stayed right there at that memorial thinking, whoo, this is as good as it gets they would have changed that memorial into an idol. We camp out at spots and think, Whoo, this is as good as it can get. And we, the church, are the most guiltiest people when it comes to turning a memorial into an idol. Back then, it was the good old days back then with me Ma, and papa woo, we had church back then it was so good we would drive to florida we flew to we flew to australia we 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 take those memorials and we start turning them into idols and we think that's as good that that's all he can do whew. he did it back then He can't top that. We idolize something in the past and forget that the God who did it is the same God who can do even greater things today. We idolize something from the past. We idolize people. We idolize movements. And we think if I go to that church, whatever's on that church is gonna get on me. If, if 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 I listen to that person, his anointing is gonna get on me. And before we know it, we start worshiping movements. You start worshiping pastors, you'll start worshiping evangelists, you'll start worshiping prophets. I didn't think I was going to get an amen, but I am just going to amen myself today because that's some good preaching. And before you know it, you are chasing a man more than you're chasing the Lord. And you start worshiping and idolizing the moment. And so often in church, we will idolize the past and think that's as good as it will ever be. It's easy to look back at the good old days. I grew up in the church That was like good old days church. And that church struggles today because they cannot move on. They got to vote on everything. We're going to vote on the carpet. We're going to vote on the chairs. We're going to vote on the pastor. We're gonna vote on what he can wear. We're gonna vote on what you can wear. We gotta vote, committee, vote, committee, vote, committee. And by the time everybody votes, the spirit can't even move. Y'all don't understand that. And before you know it, before you know it, guess what? We're worshiping what was. Instead of understanding, there's something more. We ain't going to sing that if it's not in that book. (laughs) You can't preach unless you King James only. I've heard it. I've been there. I'd be kicked out of my church right now. Because I don't have a suit on. And they wonder why there's only 20 people there this morning. I hope you ain't watching. I love you. (laughs) You want to know? Because you are stuck around a memorial. You've idolized what was. Instead of remembering that God is the God of today. If he did it back then, imagine what he can do right now. Come on, will you get up on your feet? I said if he did it back then, he's the same God. And he will never out give himself. He will now uh, never outbless himself. He will never outpour himself. Why? Because he is the God of yesterday and the God of today and the God of tomorrow.